Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News, where today, I'm afraid we're going to make you unhappy. We're going to make you outraged. You're going to hear some things about how we are treating our veterans in the VA system that will not make you happy. Remember, we had those wait times. We had all those mistakes. We had the famous Phoenix uh, scandal in the VA. Well, we're going to bring on the show today, Darren Selnick, a longtime former VA official, uh, former Air Force captain, great guy, honest broker. And he's going to tell you some bad news. The VA wait times are growing again. There is a new scandal brewing, uh, a new disservice to the amazing men and women who fought for us with the promise that we would care for them after they came home. And uh, in this case, we we have a lot of pain and suffering to show. So we are going to go right to that today. Uh, Check out all the breaking headlines at Justin News. We'll be back after the commercial break. When we do, Darren Selnick's here. Really important story. We need to speak up about what's going on at the VA. And here today, we're going to give you the facts, all of them right here. We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest with a very important story. When you hear this, I know it's going to make your blood boil, but there's a way to fix this. We got to get this out to the American people so that they can get to their policy leaders and fix what you're about to hear. Joining us right now is retired Air Force Captain Darren Selnick, 
who uh, not only served his country in the military, but then he went and worked at the VA and served as a senior policy advisor to the VA secretary under President Trump and was responsible with that team for bringing a lot of things, uh, new ideas to the VA like choice. How about that? What a neat idea. Veterans getting a choice for their health care. Darren, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Happy to be on and talk about this very important subject. Oh, it is. And I I read a couple of your op-eds and I literally fell off my chair because the data you are showing is that there is a new wait time scandal. Remember the one back in the Obama years mm-hmm. where, where veterans aren't getting care in the time frame that they're promised under the law. Tell us what you found with the data. You went and got real data. You did like journalism. Too bad news organizations are doing this work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to get the data. Um, you know, I, in the Trump administration, I was a senior advisor to the, the secretary. I helped create the mission act and then I helped implement it. So I know where the data is, but when you're not in the organization, actually getting the data is is hard. So you have to kind of scrounge around what does the VA actually tell people in testimony, what's actually on the website and what is um, in their in their actual budget. You can get actual numbers from the budget. So I have the advantage of of knowing where to look and sometimes finding the nuggets and information. But let's start off with. The, the 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 top line number that the secretary gave a, a couple couple a few months ago, um, and that is the fact that there's uh, 19.7 million last year delayed or canceled appointments that the VA did mm. um, during the COVID, um, and so expecting a, a wave of, of of veterans to to use the VA, um, so that wave that 19.7 million never needed to happen. Community care, although it was shut down partially for a couple months under the height of COVID, was was fully open. And I can tell you, um, uh, you know, as a retired Air Force officer, I use Camp Pendleton uh, here near Ocean. Right. And at the height of the pandemic, I needed to get dermatology. And while the VA was telling veterans, no, it's not clinically appropriate, we're not going to let you, we're not going to follow the law, we're not going to let you do what you need to do to go get care. Instead, we're going to delay your care. Um, Camp Pendleton, although they shut down their hospital, uh, their biggest concern was simply, hey, let's get you out there. Uh, You need dermatology appointment, no problem. And if for some reason dermatologist is is not open, let us know and and we'll find you a different dermatologist that is open. Uh, The community could never shut down because then they would go out of business. Yeah, right. Have any hospital. So at the height of COVID, I was concerned about something that I saw on my on my face as being potentially cancerous. It, fortunately, it was not. But I was able to see a community dermatologist in two and a half weeks from the date of request. Wow. And I had my authorization that day. Mm. And the concern at the DOD, Camp Pendleton, was not... Uh, saying I was too stupid to know whether I should go in the community or trying to keep me out, but simply to make sure I got my care as quickly as possible. Yeah. And if I was having a problem, they could contrast that to the VA where you have, uh, you know, testimony from GAO and whatnot saying that their studies have shown that it's taking 42 days, almost 42 days, 41 yeah. days. Unbelievable. To get an appointment in the community and they canceled or, or, or delayed uh, 19.7 million appointments. That's dangerous taking everything else away because we know from studies that the health community, the biggest concern they have in this country right now uh, from COVID is all the delayed care that people didn't get during COVID. 
And that actually kills more Americans than COVID has or will ever. Yeah. Yeah. So All the things we let go. Happens. So that is the, 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 the problem. And then the way you're able to track about how long it takes the wait times, just like Phoenix, VA is not producing wait times, accurate wait times. They, mm. They're made up wait times. They're based on the old pre-mission act standard. And so the common sense thing that everyone would say was, hey, when I called to make an appointment, um, how long does it take between the time I called to make the appointment and, and when I can be seen? Yeah. Dude, that is the normal common sense. And that's what we put in the regulation, date of request. VA is not record, reporting any appointments based on date of request. They, they do a trick called a patient-indicated date, um, clinically-indicated date. So rather than counting from the day that you say you need an appointment um, and, and starting the clock to the first available appointment, they say, no, we don't think you need an appointment for two weeks, so we're not going to start the clock till, for two weeks. Um, it's, it's totally ludicrous. So we, we don't know what the actual wait times are at the VA medical centers because they're hiding them. And they're hiding them because we know they're, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah. And we know they're bad because guess what? If, if you cancel or delay 19.7 million appointments, they don't go off the book. Nope. That means that, means that they've been, veterans are waiting for months or maybe a year. A year. Who knows how long? Yeah. Um, and so they don't want to report them. Um, and so the numbers are just absolutely astronomically bad. And I've had, you know, uh, TV reporters FOIA them. We've had the Hill ask for the numbers. They have not given the numbers, and they even told the Hill that we can't even keep track of the actual wait time. So it's an absolute disaster. Even though there's a legal requirement that they keep track of it, right? Oh, absolutely. In the initial yeah. law, we put in a requirement that a veteran should, any time, whether they need health or not, they should be able to at least check to see if they would qualify, qualify. distance or wait times. Yeah. So yeah, veterans should be able to call and, and should be able to get what is the wait time anytime they want to, to say, hey, is this, do I want to go in the community? Do I want to go in the VA? What's the wait times? Uh, and uh, and so if they're telling them the wait times, they're not telling them the accurate wait time. Um, and that's, that's, that's a problem um, because veterans need to be able to get the care, the timely care that they, that they need. And not yeah, there. no, that's right. You uh, talked about the mission not accomplished, meaning that you know if the mission is to get healthcare and then you have your uh, appointment canceled, how many people don't come back? And there was a stunning statistic in the in the the recent op-ed you wrote for USA Today: mm-hmm. a third, two point three million, there was no indication that they ever got a follow-up visit, ever got the healthcare that they were seeking when their first appointment was canceled. That is stunning. That's a third of our veterans who may not have gotten the care that they were they deserved. Uh, how can this be? Well, the IG did that analysis, right. and so the, v, the VA is really bad at, at follow-up, and so we don't know how big that number is because that's getting a little bit old from, from uh, last, last uh, fall. But um, this is what happened in Phoenix, right? Veterans that's right. You know, had secret wait times, had secret wait lists. Um, and, and look, I knew a veteran in West LA during that time that uh that uh, you know had had uh, indications of cancer they didn't follow up with him he didn't get his appointments and then then he ended up having stage four cancer and dying Ugh. um so this is this is a, a deadly deadly stuff and when when you when one third of of the appointments you canceled you don't even know what their status is you you, you don't know how bad it is and so uh, i have some 
other startling numbers that I've just recently uh, uh, dug up. Um, Please let's share these. And, uh, people need to know how bad this situation is. It's it's a it's an well, atrocity. So, so I, I looked at everyone understood during COVID whether it was right or not there was a decrease, but we're we're post COVID now. VA right. is fully open. Community care is fully open. And so I, I took a look at the number of veterans who were using the VA 2019 before COVID hit and are using the VA now and how many appointments are actually happening. And so, uh, you know, despite what you might hear, less veterans are actually enrolled in using the VA today than they were in 2019. Wow. Um, between 2019 and 2020, this is in the budget of the VA, the actual number of patients because they have to put that in their budget. Now, remember, VA is asking for record budget, but they have less appointments happening than they had in 2019, and they have less veterans. In terms of the amount of enrolled in the VA system, they actually have 47,000 less veterans um, in 2020 than 2019. In terms of unique patients, the actual number of patients that actually use the VA versus how many enrolled, they have 59,000 less patients. In terms of the actual number of appointments, when you take the appointments that are done at the facilities plus the appointments in the community care, you had averaging uh, this time in 2019, 7.9 million appointments per month. Wow. In 2021, based on the numbers the secretary just gave out, you're down to 5.9 million appointments. So you're 2 million appointments a month less when you take into account. Now, your 5% more appointments in the facilities, but you have an 85% drop in the number of appointments in the community. And that just is another indicator showing that they aren't letting veterans go into the community. Mm. Um, the number is staggering: 2.7 million appointments on average per month um, in 2019 in the community. Right now, according to the secretary in his testimony last week, we are down to 416,000 appointments in the community. Wow. So describe for our listeners what's happening. What's the dynamic? So someone tries to get permission from the VA to go to the community and they can't. Is that what's happening? Or they've just gotten so frustrated they've thrown their hands up and say, darn it, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not even going to bother. Both. Both. Wow. This, is, this, is what, this is what we're experiencing. Mm. Uh, in, in, so one trick the VA is doing to try to keep wait times down is there's a standard of 28 days for special right. care. So we have heard time and time and time from again from veterans. The VA is scheduling me for day 27, so they meet the wait time, so they keep me. At day 26, they call me up and cancel my appointment. Yep. And then they reschedule me again, and then they cancel me again. Wow. Um, so if you're doing wait times correctly, if the VA cancels you, you're, you're still, your wait time's still there, and you should be automatically into the community, but they're not letting you into the community. So that's one of the things. The other thing, like the GAO re re reported in the testimony, is veterans are giving up um, when, when, you know, when it takes you weeks to get an authorization and, and 42 days to get an appointment, they are, I mean, they are literally giving up. You know, I'm also hearing about, you know, veterans constantly complaining about is taking hours and hours and hours and hours um, to get, to even get a hold of somebody yeah. to, to, to get an appointment. And it's, it's really bad because you also have uh, entire delegations yeah. State delegations. Um, Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Well, Massachusetts, but the most recent one from uh, uh, June 2nd was the entire 10 state uh, delegation of the state of Washington, both wow. Republicans and Democrats. Let me just give you a quote from their letter. It was a four page letter without the signatures, then they got the signatures explaining about how 
bad things were for veterans and, and they wanted answers to it. Here's a, just an excerpt from, from, from on their summary. And remember, this is Republicans and Democrats. This is a bipartisan issue. Here's my quote. Here's the quote from them. Veterans have experienced long wait times for appointments at VA facilities as well as with community providers. Phone calls go unanswered, appointments are delayed, and community providers often wait up to two months to receive authorizations for necessary medical care. Unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's what we have. We had the delegation from the state of Massachusetts. So we were getting delegations. You know, we talked to, uh, I talked to members and staff on the Hill all the time. Uh, and and it is it is bad. I mean, they are not getting it. I have talked directly. I was helping one female veteran uh, who had all of her community care canceled, try to get it back. I talked to um, uh, frontline primary care clinician, and she directly told me this was this was two months ago. She directly told me. She said, "Look, you need it in the community. I'm going to put you in this community, but you're probably not going to get it." And so the veteran said to her. Well, why not? He said, well, I agree that you need it. He said, but I don't have any authority anymore mm. um, on this. Um, the chief of staff has the authority. And, and this is what she said, which was really startling. She said, in the prior administration, no problem to get you community care. But in this administration, we have been told by this administration, keep them at the facility, if at all possible. Don't let them in the community. And wow. she was telling this to the patient because she didn't want to take the blame. Right. The patient. Didn't well, they're thwarting the will care. of Congress. They passed a whole law to make this possible. It's just unbelievable what's going on. They don't care what the law says. Yeah. They don't care what the regulation says. Uh, with the law and the regulation, if they, if they cannot get you an appointment for, for mental health primary care within 20 days from your date of request, you have the automatic right to go in the community if you want. If they can't get you a specialist from the date of request, you have the absolute right. They can always do better, which is why we put best medical interest in there, but they cannot do worse. They are doing worse. They, um, you know, like TRICARE, I use TRICARE as a model when I was at the VA. We set right. up in a system to make sure that when the veteran wanted community care, they would get an authorization uh, and a call within two business days. And then GAO says they have not done that. They are taking a 19-day process, which is a two-day process. Um, because they are trying to find every way to keep them in the community, uh, keep them out of the community and, and, and into the VA. It is, it is shameful what they are doing. Um, What's their motive? I mean, hurtful. you assume that people that go to work for the VA went to work there not just to get a job, but because they have some interest in helping veterans. But if you're thwarting the options that Congress created to solve the prior wait time crisis, the uh, fire, prior crisis of neglect, uh, you would think that, you know, well, there's a law, let's make it use it. What, what, is it about bureaucracy, dollars, budget, or is it just pure, we're, we're trying to stomp on something that Donald Trump and the, and the Republicans gave us? I don't think it's aimed at Donald Trump. Okay. I think it's some of the things that, sh that you said. Yeah. This is the same culture that the current secretary dealt with as chief of staff to Obama in 2014. Right. It's the same, the same culture with the same thing in mind. Um, you ask a very good pertinent question, which is, well, why, why would they do this? And I would tell you the vast majority of VA employees are horrified that this is, this is happening, which is why they tell me and they, right. they leak information to others. But there's a, a, the, there's a level of middle and upper management, which are career 
and I've seen this. Remember, I've been in and out yeah. of the VA for 20, 20 years. That's right. Um, I've been in the Bush and the Trump administration. And they think they know better than VSOs, veterans, the Hill, the American people. They think this is my agency. When people don't understand, they say, what is this administrative state or detail? What is this? This is the career bureaucrats who think they know better than everybody else. They think they want to have the control and they are growing their empire. So why would they do this? They do this because um, despite what they say, they know that a large percentage of veterans have given the choice will, will, will not accept this kind of customer service, these kind of wait times, and will go in the community. 80% of veterans already have other health insurance. Yep. And VA, despite spending over $13,000 per veteran, theoretically, um, the average veteran only uses VA for 35% of their care. And they're in the community already in their other health insurance for 65% of the care. So Just- VA is the most health ex- expensive health care. They also see the fewest amount of patients. They only see on average 10 patients a, a day when they're fully operational. So why would they do that? They do that because they are of the money and the power and the budget. So the community care money is separate from the facilities money, but their overall facilities money for future years is based on how many patients will show up to the medical facility. If they lose the patients to the community because of the poor service, they lose the dollars, right? Then they will lose staff and funding for the medical center. Not that year, but for the following years, because they have an internal mechanism that says, hey, look, how many patients did you have? And that makes sense, right? How many patients do you have? Therefore, how many dollars should you have for staff? And they don't want to lose it. Instead, they go to Congress asking for and getting billions of dollars more, $20 billion more over the last year. They're adding 17,000 staff. And I have to just, and I say to um, staff in the Hill, I say, I said, why would you give an organization that has less customers, less patients, um, and are seeing and are doing less business, fewer appointments in the last two years, why would they get $20 billion more a year to do less? Unbelievable. It's just mind-boggling. It's not being used on the veterans. Yeah, no, clearly not. No. It's going to their own pockets and bureaucracy. That's what it is. It's more staff to do what we gave our promise to these veterans that we would give them care for putting themselves in harm's way. And this is how we treat them. I'm just mortified. I've written many of these stories going back 10, 20 years as an investigative reporter, but this one burns my tail more because there were so many things done to actually alleviate this problem. And they're just skipping through the solutions. Let me ask you about what happened over the weekend. Dennis McDonough, FBI secretary, announced a new transgender surgery policy. What does that do to this system? And is this bad time when you got growing growing lines already? Well, it's a big problem. And it's a big problem for, for a number of reasons. Um, VA was created and up to 1996 was only for service-connected injuries. And most people still think VA is just basically handling service-connected. VA was not to be your everyday healthcare plan. Right. It was not meant to be Kaiser. Um, and even with a Kaiser, if, you know, people say, well, you know, transgender, Kaiser offers it. Well, Kaiser offers it if you buy it. Kaiser offers it if you pay an extra premium for sure. it. And so VA is, is focused, is supposed to be service-connected, and for those who are not service-connected, take care of their normal health care needs. And normal health care plans, they don't have dental. They don't have elective surgeries. Uh, you, know, what, you know, one female veteran was relaying this to me who was upset about the transgender stuff, she said, look, you will take a guy 
and, and you will do transgender surgery on him and give him breast augmentation. But I have, I need breast re, uh, reconstructive surgery from what happened to me in, in uh, combat over in Iraq and everything, but they won't give that to me. I just so unbelievable. It, is, it, is, it is this upside down. The problem with this and, and my concern with this is that there's a normal process. Okay. And, and so if you're going to add a brand new benefit, you may or may not legally be able to do it depending on how you want to do this. It may take Congress to do it, but if you can do it, you've got to do a regulatory process and stuff like that. But these big decisions, whether you like the decision or not, any big decision to adding a big new benefit, benefit is not yeah. part of it, um, especially one that can be seen as a, a, a elective surgery. Uh, and we don't, you know, look, if you're going to do elective surgery because people feel bad about themselves, um, and that can go both ways um, uh, in terms of uh, people who've had that kind of surgery who then regret it and then want to undo it, um, then you've got to go through a proper process of going, talking to your stakeholders, talking to Congress, talking to veterans. You just don't on your own make a big announcement um, because it's politically advantageous for you to, to do that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people could perceive, and I don't, look, I don't know why he did it all, all the way. Uh, he's not a veteran. He doesn't know anything about healthcare. So you could be, specifically be perceived that this was a political motivation, that it was Pride Month, and rather than doing due diligence uh, and talking to people, hey, we're thinking yeah. about this, what do you think? Give it uh, what political impact do? instead. Yeah, instead he said, hey, if I do that, if he had done the right way, the right procedure, he couldn't have gotten it done in June. So he could have made an announcement in June. So he just went ahead and made the announcement so he could go have a feel good to the president's face. Mm. Yeah, uh, the other thing uh, concerning ab about this is that um, he has had in testimony and in op eds, not just mine, in these letters, he's taking a lot of heat for the poor health care he's doing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it could be perceived once again. That the reason he did this was to take the heat sure. off the poor healthcare, change the topic, yep. change it to. I mean, he, he says he's going to take two years to do it, so so change change the topic, change it to do something. A shiny object um, distraction, right? The shiny object distraction, and get yeah. people to stop talking about the fact that veterans yeah. are not getting their healthcare. They have long wait times, or they don't know what the wait times are, um, and that the wait care could be killing them. Uh, take take it off of that. Take it off of what the ten member delegation of the state of Washington or the uh, member delegation from Michigan, Massachusetts, about. right? Yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, take it off of that and put it on a topic that, even if you agree with it, it's going to take two years before it would even possibly even happen. Unreal. It's just unreal. Um, I got about a minute left. Very I want to ask you one last question here. Uh, what, uh, you know, obviously these wait times were growing at the back end of the Trump administration because of the bureaucracy in, in enforcing its will. But what has happened since Joe Biden has gotten in? Because I'm hearing from a lot of veterans that it's got substantially worse January, February. You ask, well, what is it? Just, it's hard to get your call answered. It's, uh, you can't get appointments. You can't get referrals. Um, has there been something, you know, you're an insider, you saw it. What, what has Joe Biden and his administration and Dennis McDonough done to um, make a difference? Because I'm hearing from veterans complaining about this very issue. Simple. Policy and operation. So in the, in, the, in the Trump administration, we held their feet to the fire on operations and we wouldn't accept poor operations. So uh, operations has taken a big dive. And you've seen that in, in the wait times for, you know, the call centers, 
yep. the, the delays and the responses. But a lot of operations is dependent on policy and what a new administration. And when a new administration is telling uh, doctors and leadership, hey, don't let them go in the community, um, keep them at your facility, then that that changes the whole way they do business. Sure. And and so they're, they're just not responsive the way they were. Because I think the doctor said it best, who I talked to. And she said, prior administration, no problem getting community care. Now, it may have been a little slow. It may have been problems with COVID. But the philosophy, the, the push from that administration was, you know, you, if veterans want community care, they're well, going to give it to them, and you're going to get to them as fast as you can. This administration specifically said, try to stop them. And they're doing every trick in the book to try to stop them, whether that's not using the law, the regulations, skirting it, or just subverting it. That's the difference. And a new administration has great push and sway on how operation is done. Yeah. They put out command and control. Emphasis. Yep, command and control. That's yeah. what has happened. And veterans have noticed it. And that's why you're getting so many bipartisan complaints. For yeah. The, the VA has done something that's almost impossible in Washington to do these days. They got Republicans and Democrats to agree on something. This is outrageous. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Captain Selnick, I want to thank you first for your incredible service to our country as an Air Force veteran to the VA. And you're, you're continuing that service today by highlighting this stuff, getting this into the public domain. We can try to fix this. And, and I just want to thank you for the courage and the, uh, the incredible responsibility you've put into this. I mean, the data is solid. You're, uh, there's no doubt about what you're saying. And, and that is a great public service. It really is. Thank you, John. And, and I really appreciate you highlighting this issue because we need more people to understand what's going on yep. so that we can protect our veterans and get them to care medicine. We got to shine the biggest light we can find. That's the best antiseptic. Yep. And uh, you've done a great yep. job helping us do that today, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate being on. All right. Have a good rest of the day. All right, folks. I know you're angry. Yeah, you should be. This is not, not something we should tolerate. But uh, let's go to a quick commercial break and we'll come back and wrap things up for the day. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. I'm still numb after hearing all the things that Darren told us, but you know, this is what sometimes happens in government bureaucracy. And the key thing is let's get the facts out to the American public, to policymakers, so that they can go make decisions and try to cut this off at the past before it gets worse, before we see uh, even more consequences to the impact of these delays. Uh, we're very grateful. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we'll have a new edition and some really great guests. Uh, we're going to be going to Alaska tomorrow. Just going to plant that thought in your mind. 
Alaska in June or July. Not a bad place to go. All right. Have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.